So I'm trying to like, in honor of our episode today, and probably just in general, I'm trying to like be up all on the mic more. Oh, yes, yes. Um, actual, so I know we rarely like jump right in, but I just have to, I have to do something because hang on, hang on. Let me just see if I can get this to play. Can you hear this? Yes. Oh, it's the natural song. So why do you think I'm playing this? Because last time we talked about it or... Well, okay. I mean, yes, that's part of it. You got lucky last night. (laughs) (laughs) Were I single, I would hook something up to every time, like, the next morning. Like, (laughs) (laughs) da-da! Um... Because this is a V.I.E. This is a V.I.E. Oh, interesting. Because I have. Wow. Okay. That's funny because I know I'm always talking about how I'm like really concentrating on. Is this one a V.I.E. Like and it takes me out of it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And I have a lot of thoughts on this episode. Oh, okay. Great. Not a lot. But like I was all over the place. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I have been waiting for this episode pretty much since towards the end of season three, when I kind of looked ahead at season four to see what was in season four. When I saw that this one was here, I have been like on the edge of my seat waiting for it. I, uh, I, I have thoughts. Now, do we want to just dive in? I know this is unusual for us to get right into it, but we seem we both seem very interested to talk about it. Uh, sure, so let's go ahead. Um, hello, let's go. hello, Seattle. Um, hello, Craniacs. Welcome to Craniacs. How do we start this? I rarely start the episode. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Seattle. Welcome to Craniacs. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Who doesn't Craniacs. know how to start our own podcast. <laughs> Um, we get together once a week and we talk about Frasier and this week is no different and we are diving in. This might be a eight minute episode because we are going so fast. <laughs> Apparently neither of us has anything else going on in the background for once that we want to get out. Well, we did, we did meet up earlier, so that might be, we've, we've gotten all our usual chit chat out of the way. That, that is true. For the first time since we started recording this podcast, Ryan and I saw each oh other God. in person. <laughs> That's like two years. So my parents were like, oh, when's the last time you saw Ryan and Tara? And I was like, I have no idea when the last yeah, time I saw them was. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 so it was... De- definitely when you lived in definitely D.C. Lived in but DC. I so that's three years. And then I think we got together around the wedding because you couldn't make the wedding, just to say hi. Sure. But like, it could have been during the engagement period, so it could have... God, it could have been, it could be yeah. five years, Laurel. <laughs> when, I was going to say, when did y'all get married? Uh, well, it could have been... Uh, so... We're just about to hit our four-year anniversary, like next week. Okay. Ah, uh, and when did y'all move? Um, twenty the next year, so twenty sixteen. Like early in the year, late in the year. Uh, summer. Okay. I I I feel like I didn't go to like a going away thing of yours. Did y'all have a going away thing? Yeah, we did. It was in Rockville, so it was no. like we had that brewery that was right near our. Yeah, apartment, I know. So. I didn't go to that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that brewery is real nice. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like I remember. It's like I have this very distinct memory of us all hanging out, and then it's like, no, that wasn't you. That was someone else. Like, it's- thank you, thank you. <laughs> I. I think the last the, the time that I keep remember seeing you and Tara was your birthday at Soft House, that beer garden by my old mm-hmm. apartment in Dupont Circle, and it was when Leah was in town because we both went to your birthday party. Yep. But that was 2014. So. Oh my gosh! Really? But so it clearly hasn't been that long, is what I'm saying. Like that's what I keep remembering, but I doubt that was the last time I saw y'all. I to be a hundred percent honest, like. 
you've got like a year and a half between that and when I left and maybe one or two more times. But anyway, it's been a while. Yeah. Long story short, guys, it's been a while. Hey, we didn't talk about this, but how do you feel about that guy who sat behind us at the bar and just like kept injecting himself into our conversation? So at first I was like, oh, like, that's fine. You want to talk to us about like Lady, Ryan and Tara's dog. But then after a while I was like, sir. You're you're listening to everything. I felt very self-conscious, especially since I could see him. Y- yes, I felt like if anything, it made more sense if he was talking to you because Tara and I would have to turn around and like to speak to him. So I- I'm also of the mindset of like I'm just gonna pretend you're not talking to me because you're not in this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like if you're at a bar and someone's next to you, that's different. But like he was at another table. He was at another table, and it was clear that three of us were in a conversation, often about things like people he doesn't know or like you know yeah. things that have happened that he wasn't there for. And like we'd be talking and something, something, something. Tara mentioned Jersey, and he just go, "Oh, what part of Jersey?" Like he mm-hmm. was at the table, and we were, and there'd be like a slow turn from you and Tara, like, "Excuse me." Yes. <laughs> and, and then comes where which I feel like often happens to me with Texas, where it's like, it sounds like maybe he was from kind of close to where Tara's from, but at the same time, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like if somebody's like, oh, I'm from Beaumont, and I'm like, mm, end of conversation, because I have nothing to say about Beaumont. Here's the thing, I think he said someplace close to Tara, and Tara was just like, I don't know, like, normally Tara would be like, oh my god, blah, 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 and go into it, but she was like, I don't know you, why are you talking, like, yeah. That's when I knew she was a little uncomfortable with it because usually she's very like, oh, sure. I mean, she was being perfectly nice. Oh, I thought Tara was being very polite. Yeah. Yes, but she's usually much more bubbly when someone, you know, pipes up there from Jersey. I-, I would also say I still have a little bit of my, like, D.C. East Coast armor on where if somebody out of the blue is chiming in, I assume that the next thing they're going to do is ask me for money or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. or they're going to want to talk to me about, like, Planned Parenthood and why I should support it or something. So. Well, that's downtown Austin. I feel like there's a there's a lot of the, not necessarily Planned Parenthood, but, like, thing, you walk downtown, they're like, hi, do you, there's, there's one guy for a while on Congress who you'd go by and you're like, hi, do you, not, not do you like starving children, but do you care about starving children or something like that? And I was like, and one time uh, my buddy Blake apparently was like, Dude, you do this every time. This this is like like ripped into them. I always try to be because I mean in DC they're by every metro. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and yeah, same thing where they're kind of like, hi, do you want your children to enjoy sunshine? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's and I, I always just completely I'd never answer the question. I'm always just like, have a good one, and because I'm like that sounds like a terrible job, and I would hate to have it. Well, I don't know if I've had like a few drinks, and I'm not like I I heard this someone talk about this one time and it really resonated with me the idea of like especially when you're in your teenage years like you have your your personality is like causes a scene in public like do you know what i mean like surely you had friends like that like yes it was like let's yell things louder that are inappropriate or let's just make a scene i feel like that slowly went away for me but there was a time where a few drinks someone was like do you want your children to see sunshine i'd be like no (laughs) f my children (laughs) like I hate stray dogs. <laughs> like I just be annoying to do that. But now I'm like, I'm like, sorry. Like I just go, sorry. And I put my hand up or I just go, not today. That's another big thing. You know, when you do at the grocery store and like, do you want to donate $1 to, to saving childhood cancer? 
I always say, I don't know why, I have weird things like this for this, but I go, oh, not today. Because I'm worried that a person is like, this guy never wants to donate anything. And um, I'm like... <laughs> I say the same thing. I say not today yeah, yeah, yeah. or not right now. Like, for example, yeah. I, I was at some store and they were like, hi, would you like to save 15% by opening up a credit card today? And I was like, oh, yes. no right now. Nope. And and this is, this is vaguely related, but we were talking about this at work today, where I was talking about, like, sometimes... Sometimes I go to, like, a grocery store, especially if I've, like, you know, if I'm coming home from a bar and I've just had, like, one or two drinks and I'm immediately like, I'm going to eat some crap. Mm -hmm. And I'll just go get, like, a thing of ice cream or some weird combination of food. And I always feel like the person is judging me, which probably 95% of the time they're not. Mm -hmm. But I always go, yeah, yeah, my wife's pregnant. (laughs) Like, before (laughs) I had a wife, before I met Tara, I'm always like, I was like, I was like, you know, if I pull up with some, like, weird trashy food i'm getting oh yeah my wife's pregnant you know how it is <laughs> no so here's a question what is your like because so for me it was the cvs that was across the street from my apartment in dupont circle my first apartment because it's a two-story cvs that was just like i mean i could make a four course five-star dinner out of things at that cvs for me it's always one of those nutella to go things where it's like pretzel sticks and a little thing of nutella or an entire jar of nutella and then like <laughs> nacho cheese doritos Laurel, if you think there's a one thing I get when I'm no, eating, I'm, I'm you don't that, know I'm, the garbage disposal of a person. I well, no, I, I mean, I just, I just give examples of a few things that I get. So I'm like saying, like, what, like, what is your, what's your go-to basket, if you will? This is a, this is a legitimate problem I have, and it's something where, like, it's, it's, it's a. So I'm seeing a nutritionist, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because she kind of goes into the psychology of of eating a little bit too. It's not just like here's your diet, do this, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that's what I thought it was, and. I have a thing where it's like, I eat a lot when I'm bored, a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I'm bored or when I'm stressed, which is kind of like my two natural states of being. <laughs> That's your stasis, um, bored or stressed. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and it's not even just bad stress. It's like good stress. Like at work. So it's like if I'm really behind on something, like, oh, God, and yeah. I start eating something. But then if I'm getting ahead and I'm doing well, I'm, I'm using that stress. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Nom, 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 nom. And it's a big eating problem. But my stuff is like there's an A&W near work and A&W has fried cheese curds. Mwah. and they're delicious <laughs> I can, that's a good one um oh i've got a really good story about when i was in uh there was a grocery store near my house in champagne and i went to go get something nutter butters and milk was something i used to get because i love oh, like not like dipping them in milk butters. i've never done that nutter butters are amazing though they, they also have um chocolate covered nutter butters now we i'm at this grocery store I get whatever I want, and it's got the it's got a uh, self checkout. Mm-hmm. So on the way out, I'm like, oh, I'll I'll do this, and then I'll get some money out of the uh, I'll get some money out, thinking it's gonna just shoot me the money. No, back then you had to go up to that like the station that looks at all four of oh, the yeah. self checkout, but there's no one there. So I I'm a little inebriated. This is ten years ago. I because uh, Ryan doesn't drink anymore, guys. <laughs> no, not at all, hardly ever. But anyway, so like I'm just like standing next to the gro- the thing, the the counter, and uh, I'm looking around, and I'm like, no one's here, and I, I can't see anyone in the whole grocery store. It's like two or later. Wow, and that grocery store is still at, open. Wow, it's a 24 hour grocery oh. store. Um, so Champagne. it was, <laughs> yeah. So the screen says like press to open, <laughs> and it's like I press the thing, and it the drawer pops Woo! open, and I go hmm. And I reach in and I pull out $60 and I close the drawer and I look up at the security camera and I go, one, two, 
three and like fan them out on the desk and like do like like a magician like oh like hands like do you see there are only i I would say also like a blackjack dealer (laughs) yes exactly like place your bets yeah and i and i take them and i hold them because i and i walk out and as i'm walking out this tiny woman who works there comes out from the grocery store or, or from out from the parking lot or i don't know i don't remember exactly where she came from and she's like excuse me excuse me what just happened? And I'm like, and I calmly and, and patiently explained to her, excuse me, madam. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you see, I, I did a cash back option for $60. And I didn't know anyone was there and I didn't want to wait any longer. Um, here is the $60. It is mine. But probably what she heard was, this is $60, my $60. You just stop putting it in the thing and I took it out. No one was there. Like I pressed button and I went, I got the money. I pressed button, now money's mine. And then I went to the and, camera. I waved it. <laughs> And I don't know if she, like, went, okay, and let me go, or if she, like, I was twice her size, <laughs> at least, like, a conservative, like, twice her height, like, three times her weight. She was tiny, and she, I don't know why she, <laughs> why they were like, Agnes, go get him. But, like. Watch Agnes be, like, the reigning, like, jujitsu champ in Champagne. <laughs> and, <laughs> and everyone laughed at me, because there was, because it's Champagne, so it's, like, it was right next to the to the uh, movie theater, so we'd always go see a movie, but we'd go get candy there. And I would be, like, go get me some M&Ms. Like, i get someone cash and be, like, why? I'm, like, I don't want to go back in there. I'm really nervous. <laughs> I'm not... It's too soon. Yeah. It's too soon. <laughs> but. Well, we have just gone very far astray. <laughs> well. Yeah, let's get back to this. This is a VIE to you. I, I, I don't know how you want to approach this. If you want to tell me why you think it's a VIE, if we want to... I mean, obviously, we want to start off and you give me the Netflix and I'll oh, oh, right, right, give you the right, IMDb. Right, 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 right. Um, Which, now when I type in IMDb into uh, my browser, it immediately goes to Frasier Season 4. Oh, amazing. Um, hang on, sorry. I was I am unprepared for with Netflix up here. I was reading about healthy food trucks in Austin. Mm. Yes. Good luck with that. Oh, oh Frasier is still saved in my search in Netflix. Let's see. No, I don't want to play the episode. I hate that when I click on it, it's like, we're playing this episode. I'm like, no, that's not what I... Everybody hates that as far as I can tell. Um, no, no episodes. Especially, like, when you look on it and you're like, I want to decide if I want to watch this movie. <laughs> like, I don't know. I want to read the description, but in the background yes. it's like... Cars exploding or whatever. You're like, I just, just tell me what this is. Well, once when Leah and I were watching Netflix, she thought that a preview of a movie was playing and the movie had started. And so, like, after two minutes, she's like, this is a really long preview. <laughs> well edited, like, okay. succinct. Um, okay, hit me with what you think your Netflix, the Netflix synopsis is. You know, they, 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 they come up with the the point of this one pretty quickly. So I bet it's just Frazier tries to direct an old-time radio drama for KACL. Yes, it's to commemorate KACL's 50th anniversary. Frazier decides to recreate a live radio drama from the 1940s. I've got that except for, but his over-directing turns the show into complete disaster, just as Niles predicted. Oh, maybe I should go into why I love this episode so much. Go for it, yeah. I think from the minute... So really, I should say I love half of this episode. From the minute that they actually start... That they're in the studio recording the um, recording the Nightmare in episode. I just basically laugh at every single line uproariously. I laughed at one line harder than anything I've laughed at Frasier. My gosh, what was it? Do you think you know? Okay, so here's the thing. I have like 
Okay, so here's here's a problem is that I know this episode so well that I laugh before lines are said. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> So um well, okay, well, can, can, well, can, can, can I guess? Yes, go go for it. Is it look out, he's got a nug. No, no. <laughs> like this this episode, like I had a lot of for this. I'm with you. The first half I was like this is nothing. But I love any like Radioland murders, like noises off. Like I like the the comedy of like what is being presented to the audience and all the crazy stuff that they can't see going on. And it yes. was it was hilarious. The 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 line I laughed the most at is well, let's just go through it and when we get to it. We'll talk about it. So okay, this also starts off with a sweat glistening Roz, which I very much enjoyed. <laughs> She comes in jogging. It's a it's a part of the show that has nothing to do with anything else. It's oh, okay. Frasier and wait, maybe that's the next episode. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I think that's the next one. This one starts with when Frasier's at Nervosa and tells Niles and Martin he only has a few minutes because Never he's mind. working on this. Cut that. This one starts. <laughs> this one starts with uh, like they immediately go into the whole, you know, to use kind of an improv term, the game of the episode. Like the game mm-hmm. is. I'm going to direct something, and Niles goes, you're going to over-direct it, and everyone's going to hate it. And that's, like, I've never seen the plot of an episode so, like, laid bare. And the first half of this thing is almost set up for the jokes in the second half, which is, I feel like, what happens in those, like, noises-off plays and stuff like that. Yes, to the point that as they were rehearsing at Fraser's apartment, I was laughing at the lines that were not yet funny, because yes. I know that you they're funny they, in the yeah. second half. Um... Frazier decides, like you said, like we said, for a 50th anniversary to do a, a, a radio drama. Do you ever, have you ever listened to any old radio dramas or anything like that? So, no, I have some friends who do, and I should say did, um, NPR used to do something on Sunday nights, at least at DC um, station called, uh, like, what was it? The big, the big radio show or the big show or something like that. It was hosted by like an older gentleman who has since passed away, but it was kind of like that, like mm-hmm. an old timey radio show. I I like listening to them. I used to have like a tape of like old Shadow, you know, like the do you know the Shadow at all? No. What evil lurks in the hearts of men and it's like a dude anyway. They made a movie with Alec Baldwin and it's really bizarre. Anyway, they did uh NPR, I believe, did a Star Wars one that you can get that's like 18 parts so it's like let's take the story of star wars and let's like draw out people's backstories and add new scenes and stuff like this like back in like the 90s or the early late 80s and that's right up my alley we used to listen to that when we drive to kansas city or whatever um they there's a there's a podcast that's really good i haven't listened to it in a long time but it's got a lot of people who like now are mainstays on television shows and things like that uh called the thrilling adventure hour not heard of this it's 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 so it'd be live readings of a, of a radio drama mm-hmm. and it's all things like it's like you you turn it on and it'd be a different show they did like they did one where it was like uh Paget brewster from oh yeah so it's Paget brewster and paul f tompkins and they're like a supernatural sleuthing couple or something like that um david hyde pierce might have been no it's it's steve urbanak who always looks like david hyde pierce to me sacrilege I'm so well. W- once you see him, like you'll be like, oh, they could be cousins. Um, they the uh, do you, you've seen the Good Place and uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, correct? Uh, like, I've seen one season of Brooklyn Nine Nine and half a season of the Good Place. Okay, then you probably don't know. Never mind. But there's like an actor in there who does like 
It's like he's it's like a cowboy one, but it's also on Mars. It's just it's it's comedy, but it's them trying to like they're doing that. It's worth it checking out. It is funny that considering my love of podcasts um, and hosting one, um, that I have not gotten into these like type of radio dramas, um, like the the podcast Homecoming that then became like you know the TV show with Julia Roberts. I like had never even heard of it when it became the TV show, uh, but I that saw was a podcast. How, yeah, it started out as a podcast with Catherine Keener no and. Um, some other people and but was it a dramatic podcast is what you're saying yes 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 huh it was a drama um i can't get into those well but that's kind of what i think this is i i think in but there's something like new ones like i think a part of it is i like the old charm of doing like Mm. the thrilling adventure hour was funny because it kind of made fun of the old way of doing it star wars worked for me because i love star wars and then like the old ones it's all funny because you can imagine the man like oh no a thunderstorm yes <laughs> like shaking the uh, that is one of my favorite little easter eggs in this episode is when noel goes through all of the sound effects he has well it's i i love that it was noel like i'm like of course noel like is a weird uh sound effect enthusiast yes um so he decides to put this on he gets a group together niles has told him you're going to over direct things um and they're all sitting down and so you know there's a bunch of goofy things it, it's Roz and bulldog and um gil chesterton and mm-hmm. uh the husband of one of their co-workers who's an actor and does a lot of dialects who like it's funny because when they're doing it through and fraser's giving notes to everyone else i felt like those notes were legit like hey Roz, don't read with your mouth full of cheese yes. or stuff like that and then with the one guy he got obviously like real ridiculous about yes very um, nitpicky Yes, and he was playing like seven characters, so he quit. Gamekeeper the... sounded too cultured. <laughs> yes. What was what was the other thing I enjoyed is when when like, they're the like dwarf sounded too tall. The dwarf sounded too tall. I liked uh, uh, bulldog laughing at Wang. Yes, See, I felt like, like such a cheap bulldog joke. <laughs> it was, but then I liked him. Like you're gonna have to change it, so I'm gonna laugh every time. I was like, <laughs> all right. Um. Uh, just a bunch of stuff being set up. I love Daphne. Like, Daphne, I need you to read. Read the stage directions and keep time. Daphne, do you think you can manage that? Yeah, and then she, and then I loved her little, like, when she's like, I'll ask Niles to fill in for these six roles. And she's like, ominous Sound of organ ominous organ music. music. <laughs> yeah, it's like everything, like, she started just doing just to be kind of a pain in the... I, I like that. I like when Fraser kind of patronizes her and she just rolls her eyes and doesn't go along with it, but just makes fun of him for it. Yes. Um, I, I, it, like, so pr- that, that predict- part was fine. Yeah. That, that part of the, of the show was fine. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> pr- predictably, though, it all goes awry once yes. actual showtime is. The, the the actor who does all the dialects has quit because Frasier is being too controlling. Roz no- has a mouthful of Novocaine and can't yes. really talk. <laughs> Niles fills in but has yet to been told he's what a part he's playing and yes. how many. And so he's like, I'll just cue you. Don't worry. Um, I love Frazier's, like, you know, false praise he's heaping on him. Like, your sense of spontaneity is your best quality. <laughs> yes. Who, he's like, remember what they said about your performance. Remember what the Daily like, News said? And, oh, I wrote yeah. it down. Um, and no he's one like, will remember that. He's like, oh, who can remember that I had the magnetism of Brando, the charm of Danny <laughs> Kay, and the range of Laurence Olivier? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, so then everyone sits down to start it. And then the first thing that happens is when I laughed longer like i went back and watched it again at the end of the episode is when he's like he goes a woman came to the door and when she spoke she had the air of a, of a faraway accent and it's like ross being like inspector 
having her mouth full of Novocaine. But the, that isn't when I left. When I left, her, she's like, I can't believe any of my guests would be a mubba and Fraser says, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> I wish, I wish I could, because it was no, Tara and Lady are out. <laughs> so it's just me in this empty house being like, <laughs> like losing it. Like she would have called up and been like, are you okay? Like, what are you laughing at? Um, the rest of it got good big guffaws from it. But that like was that, that the, the episode went up one full point. <laughs> because of that like her delivery is not just let me try and say it it was it was she just gave up just I just like, love when she's like inspector ow <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like just I mean I'm not kidding the minute that they start doing the live rendition it's just I mean I just laugh basically nonstop. because what's funny is not only what they're saying but the physical comedy like when Niles is Peppo the dwarf and he looks at Frasier and then tries to like get lower he's, yeah he's trying to figure out how do I do this voice but I love I love when he's running through all of these like Yavol I hate to tie and it was like yeah, so I saw the man yeah <laughs> They were all pretty good, but then I just love he didn't know how to capture a dwarf, and he just gives him a whole helium balloon. And, uh, like, it's just... It's... It's funny, because I feel like a lot of the ones you feel are, like, really VIEs are, like, the Madcap episodes, and this one was so good, Madcap. And it, you know, you, you've you just pointed out something I have not noticed that is a common thread for, as I think ahead to upcoming episodes that are some of my favorites. They are all madcap. <laughs> or like something is, they're really panicked and crazy behind yes. the scenes, but then there's like a moment where like, we have to be cool. Like every time they yes. walk out of the restaurant or every time they're actually performing on air, uh, Gil gets mad because his... his uh, His monologue about monologue gets cut. <laughs> yeah, boyhood in Surrey, romping with my school chums. And so he keeps like showing up. To st- his character d- refuses to die. Like Ray- <laughs> Fraser keeps popping balloons and being like, "This one blew his head off." And he's like, "Hello, <laughs> I'm, I'm Gil's cousin, I'm Cedric." <laughs> yes, he's like pop. And then uh, what else? Uh, uh, so the 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 joke he did earlier was. Bulldog casts his stripper girlfriend, uh, who turns out to be dyslexic, <laughs> which yes. is like, okay, but you could read her the line and she could memorize it. I don't think there's a couple of things in here that are a little, uh, didn't hold up like Bulldog's Chinese accent, even though they immediately go, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, See, dude. I, I, I was like, that's to me. I was like, okay. wow, that's actually kind of, um, that's not what I expect from 1997 of them yes. being like this actually Chinese embassy, embassy online, online one. one. <laughs> Um, but then I also thought for a second that that was how the part was. I mean, he was saying, though, that's how the part was written in the 1940s. Yeah. So th- Frazier was like, I'm going to have to adjust his lines. Yeah, that that one was fine. They didn't handle dyslexia very well either. But it was, again, for the 90s, it was all pretty good. But it's just things that you watch now and you kind of go, ooh. But I, I, I mean, I have to say, like, Bulldog's girlfriend has one line and she's like, ah, look out. He's got a nug. Have you ever seen the movie Demolition Man? No. Okay. It's uh, a movie, so it's set in the close future, and then they freeze Sylvester Stallone, who's a cop, and Wesley Snipes, who's the the criminal he's getting. Like, that's how they put people away, is they freeze them. But then they get loose in the far future, and in the far future, like, crime no longer exists, and blah, blah, blah. So this guy comes in, and he's, like, running amok. But there's literally a part in the movie where he's, like, at a computer. You know the part where, like, in any sci-fi movie where someone's in the future and they find like a computer that's like hello i'm a computer that will read exposition and explain things to you and the audience yes so he's at that computer 
And apropos of nothing, a group of, of Asian people, like three Asian people, like a, a mom and two kids, walk behind him. And Wesley Snipes turns all the way around, away from camera, turns back around and goes, ching, chong, ching, and then continues on with the scene. Now, here's my problem with that. Obviously, number one, the big problem is it's usually racist. Two... It had nothing to do with the plot, so it feels like he improv it, which is a big issue. And three, why did they cut it out? <laughs> like, it, you could easily go, as someone who edits a podcast, I can, and sometimes it's a video editing, clink, clink, nothing is lost. It wasn't like something yeah. important was happening and he ruined the take. Do the take again. It was a talking scene. It's insane. The next time any of you out there watch Demolition Man, heads up for that scene. Because it almost happens so fast that you're like, huh? Like, it just keeps going. Well, also, if it's supposed to be set even further in the future, I'm like, oh, I think we've moved even further beyond those types of... Well, it was also... It was also came out in, like, 1993. And also, this guy was from the, like, the, the far future of 1997. <laughs> in the future. With flying cars and... It's a weird movie. If it's ever on TNT, you should watch a little is, bit of it. Question, like, is Sandra Bullock also in it? Yes. Okay, so I haven't seen it all the way through. I've seen parts of it. It's the one where, like, in the future, uh, the, the best form of music is old radio jingles, and the, the, the nicest, like, restaurant in all the, the world is Taco Bell. I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily... Like, it's a sit-down restaurant. It's um, a weird movie. I, I wouldn't hate you know, Taco Bell more regularly. You gotta order Rob right Schneider's, you gotta order Rob right. Schneider's in it. Dennis Leary's in it. Jack Black has a very small role where you go, Jack Black. Like, he, like, walks by. Oh, uh, <laughs> I had one of those moments uh, yesterday. I was watching an old episode of Gilmore Girls, and Jane Lynch plays a nurse in the hospital. And I was like, oh, Jane Lynch. Jane, Jane Lynch of Fraser fame. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> she does that. There's something else I think we saw around that we talked about in the episode where, I, as we go back and watch this older stuff, it's like, Jane Lynch got a lot of work. Yeah, she did. She did. And it's funny because to me, she's so dis- Distinctive. She's a very tall woman. Very like tall I feel woman, like, yes. I feel like she sticks out a little bit. Um, but it sounds like I'm coming out against tall women. I don't know why. Um, keep I, them short. <laughs> uh, so the the lookout he's got a nug is um. So this is an episode that my family. I know I say we quote episodes a lot. We love this episode. Mm-hmm. We this is one. If we just need one Fraser episode to put on, we put on this one. Um, yeah. and. Like, we will always be quoting different things from this episode. I actually got my dad. I meant to grab it from the cabinet before we started recording. I got my dad um, a coffee mug that just says, look out. He's got a nug. Um, and so he loves it. So um, I'm, like, flashing to that scene in The Shining where they read Red Rum backwards in the mirror and realize what it says. And I imagine dad would be like, gone. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just, okay. So we can, oh, so the, the button on this little whole thing that makes me really laugh was at the end where he's, ticked off Niles and Niles has murdered everyone on the show by popping the balloons and being like I shot him and I shot him and then he like shoots himself and then uh, Fraser's trying to like wrap it up and he does really quickly and then he looks over and the guy's like stretch it out and he's like well we have it was funny because I had just paused it before then for some reason and realized oh we only have two minutes left in this episode and so when he goes drag it out I'm like oh he's got two minutes so it was like doubly funny for me because I thought the episode was also how much he goes well we still have nine minutes and for some reason that was the second most I laughed of him just like let's have a discussion about the play it was see oh this episode it's just the first half is so forgettable to the point that when they first yes. started doing it i actually thought wait they don't just go right into the radio show but i i think it's 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 
it's just it's you can't have the second half without that setup. I agree with you, and I was going to rate this. I feel like it's you, you're you're liking it so much is going to elevate my rating a little bit, but absolutely, I was not like it, it, the first half was dragging this down, especially when it starts off goes. You're going to do the, like Niall's going. This is exactly the the plot. Yes, this like, is okay. the conflict. We're setting it all up. <laughs> but I think it, you're. I think it. You absolutely needed that first half in order to appreciate. Th- like the that's half. the setup. Like it's it's just sometimes you have to go through some, some slow to do that build. Yes, wise words. Yes, I, I was. I have a wrestling metaphor, but we're going to leave it out of it. You know, I was actually thinking. I'm not asking for this, whatever. But it's been a long time since you talked <laughs> about wrestling on here, so I feel like I've like. I don't know, beaten down your spirit about talking about it on here. Yes, yes, because this is every time I'm like, so anyway, in wrestling, and you go, you're doing it now. You almost, <laughs> your face, all the muscles in your face relax because you've got kind of a big smile when we're talking about stuff, and it's like, hey, and then it's like your eyes are up, your cheeks are up, you're like, hey, hey, and I'm like, I'm like John Cena, and it's just it's like your face goes from like a uh, 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 side, like, like it just goes, <laughs> Speaking of John Cena, um, my parents and I went to go see the Downton Abbey okay. movie. All right. Okay. I was like, now you can't talk about well, wrestling. No, we went to That's see the Downton fair. Abbey movie. And, uh, Is John Cena in the Downton Abbey movie? Yes. It's gotten very progressive. They go way far into the future. No. Um, Does he give <laughs> Dame Maggie Smith <laughs> the elbow? Like, you can't see me, Dame Maggie. Hey, Smith. Um, no, that he's in some new movie coming out. I forgot how because this just doesn't really happen in DC. I forgot how like Dallas movie theaters or movie theaters in other cities have huge cardboard setups to promote movies. Is it the one with Keegan Michael Key? I have no idea. I don't even remember what the movie's called, but it had a life size cardboard cutout of John Cena, and it, I get like walked into the theater and like left to go to the bathroom and came back, and I kept jumping because I thought it was a real person. <laughs> It was John Cena. Uh, was he in a fireman's outfit? There's something it, with him it, being it, a it fireman. It does have something to do with... He wasn't in a fireman's outfit, but like, it does have something to do with a fireman, I think. I think like, yeah. I think a fire truck was part of the cardboard setup. But. It, it, it's like he's a fire jumper. It looks kind of like an... It's like an Adam Sandler-esque comedy, and it's he's a very serious fire jumper, and then some kids get orphaned or something, because I don't know if it's orphaned or they just can't find their parents or whatever, and they, he takes them in, and Keegan-Michael Key is in it. <laughs> And it's I he it, from the trailer I saw because of course I had John Cena and I had I don't I just watch this check it out. Um, I was like, there's a lot of heavy lifting here done by Key. So I love Keegan Michael Key like so much, like have a crush mm-hmm. on him the whole nine yards. Um, so that actually might get me to see that movie. Um, yeah, I uh, I'll we'll, hey guys, we'll put the uh, trailer up on the on the page. I would say, much like John Cena sometimes elevates lesser wrestlers in his matches, Keegan-Michael Key helps elevate John Cena's comedy chops, which I think are there. I think John Cena can be pretty funny, but I don't think he could be funny on his own. I think he needs someone to kind of bounce off of. Well, and I also think he can be funny for just a certain amount of time. Like, I think he's funny in Trainwreck. He's not in that movie. He's in that movie for, like, two minutes. I also think he's funny in the movie Blockers, um, but that's an ensemble movie and, like. and it's also like there's it's a lot of playing off of like john cena is butt chugging like butt chugging is funny like I, that or, or funny i don't but like that scene i think would have worked with just about anybody listeners i'm really sorry you missed the like look ryan gave me to be like i don't do that i no i beer goes in my mouth where it belongs or sometimes on my face if i'm doing that stone cold steve austin thing where he claps the two beers together and pour. okay anyway this uh okay we're all, we're done talking about wrestling 
because I have thoughts, but I can't look at that strained face Laurel has when I bring it up. Um, all right. What would you want to rate this one? We talked about this not going long. I feel like this isn't nearly as short as we thought this episode well, of the season was going to be. I, session. I do. I do want to rate this one. And you know, I uh, like, am I going to give it a 10? It's I, you know, I think, I think it's like, I think I have to, I think I have to give it a 10. That's great. I, I think there's a difference sometimes like between like, for, are you saying you think it's a perfect episode or are you saying this is a perfect episode to Laurel? Which I think is a fine way to review things. So here's the thing is from beginning to end, I don't think it's a perfect episode. Mm-hmm. The last half to me is so like perfect and hilarious mm-hmm. and memorable. And I would watch the last half of this episode four times a week if I could, or if I, I mean, I could, but if I, you know, if I had to, um, so, so it makes me feel like I need to give like a 9.5. Give it a 10 Laurel. Give it a 10. I'm giving it a 10. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 7. A 7? I liked it, but I when I first watched it, that first half just dragged for me. I think maybe this is a, an episode that will, will age like a fine wine. I will tell you my original intention was a 6 because I was like, that, that first half I was just like, this is boring. I thought him like, I was just like, this is fine, whatever. It's not even that great. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to give it two points because the second half is so funny. If I change my mind, it's seven. I would just like I'm to, going with I would it. like to point out that you said you laughed harder at anything at, at this episode than you have at any other episode of Frasier. So I think I'm I the problem is not that I think the second half is not amazing. It's that the first half was so dragged for me. It was so a nothing episode. Um, that it dragged down the first half. So I'm 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 sticking with my seven. Okay. This may be one we have to come back to later and just see if like i said i feel like now knowing where it's going i would have liked it better let's see what did imdb give it 9.5 so this is always on a fraser top 10 usually in the top five episodes i you know i i woke up late i've i i forgot i you know there could i i'm i'm sticking with my seven you for should. now it you was should. the gut gut reaction so you've talked about like episodes where that you would suggest to somebody if they were like i just need an episode of fraser watch which one should i watch and you've like said what some of those are um this is one of yours this is definitely one of mine um because mm-hmm. you don't need any sort of you don't need to know anything about any of the characters um but it's just hilarious from like start to finish okay. or not start to finish but that radio show just uh it makes me so happy it makes me want to watch like a bunch of other like like i said like radio land murders i think was a movie i used to like it was on something over and over i never i don't it's one of those movies that i don't think i've ever actually like rented and watched start to finish but it's like i've pieced it together from how often it was on tnt or something or hbo when i had hbo as a kid yeah well, and it, it, this worked out in that the next episodes, the next two episodes are a two-parter, so we decided already to mm-hmm. do those as their own episode, um, because yeah. which worked out very well because I was going to be like, we're only talking about ham radio. Do do you when I say Radioland Murders, I think that's what it's called. Do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It was like a George, one of George Lucas's few produced movies. <laughs> and it's and it's it's one of those movies that has everybody in it, and the whole thing is like. There's a murder, like, the night, like, there's a big radio, like, at a radio station, and they're trying to figure it out while the show's going on. Good Lord. Uh, Brian Benvin, Mary Stewart Matherson, Ned Beatty, George Burns. 
Michael McKean, Jeffrey Tambor, Stephen Tobolowski, SMU's own Stephen Tobolowski, Christopher Lloyd, Larry Miller, Corbin Burnt. Like, it's a whole Rosemary Clooney. I got to watch this again now that I know who most of these people are. Um, I didn't know Stephen Tobolowski went to. Yes, SMU. good friends with the mom from Home Improvement who also went to SMU. Oh, Patricia Richardson. Yes, yes another Stephen I get her mixed up with Patricia alumni. Heaton, who I believe was the mom from Everybody Loves oh. Raymond. I don't get them mixed up, but yes. their names mixed up. Yes. Yep, Tobolowski. Um, Stephen Tobolowski is in uh, One Day at a Time, which yes. I have waxed poetic about and got canceled from Netflix, but Pop TV saved it, so it's going to, the show will continue. Um, curious, curious, he was born in Dallas, Texas. Oh, I wonder where he went to high school. Uh, Jeff, Justin F. Kimball. No, he went to Kimball. Oh, Kimball, okay. It's funny, because I never think of it as Justin F. Kimball. <laughs> like, I'm I like, like uh, In Southern Methodist University. And he got a master's degree from the University of Illinois. Dude's been following me around, or I guess I've been following him. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you didn't, you didn't go to the University of Illinois. Oh my God, he is a cousin of former Dallas attorney Ira Tobolowski, who was murdered in his home in 2016. A mystery that remains unsolved. What? <laughs> what? I like this. This got grisly. Well, now I'm going to fall down a rabbit hole of that. Yeah. There's no I, Bobby I mean, Sherman to look up this week, so that's my Bobby Sherman of the week. No kidding. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, guys. So if you have leads on the Ira Tobolowski murder or anything, or, or hey, you know, if you see a podcast where maybe they've talked about this. I know oh, a lot yeah. of people out there like true crime. This is probably particularly a uh, suggestion for Tara. Someone can find that for Tara to listen to. Uh, shoot us. Get a hold of us. I mean, you feel good, right? You feel good with where we are in this episode? Oh, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, I just yeah. jumped in. Well, uh, yeah, get wait, a whole... quick, quick question. Did, yeah. did we have any mail? Have we looked at the mailbag lately? Uh, I think I did. We haven't had – we hadn't in a while. But let's do a real quick peek into the mail pattern baldness bag. And while Ryan's looking, I just want to give a shout-out and a happy birthday to our most prolific – uh, writer uncle gary absolutely his birthday was this week and how was uh, were any lampshades on the head like i predicted no because we were at a restaurant we had his birthday party last night we were at a restaurant hey laurel i guarantee you sometime in his life gary has put a lampshade on his head at a restaurant you know what gary gary's let, gone crazy at let, a restaurant just let us know let us gary's know. torn down an applebee's in his time i can tell that just looking in his eyes I, I, yeah. You have never seen him, so <laughs> I, I well, I well, no, I've seen him on Facebook. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, um, yeah. So no, but you know, happy birthday. Um, you so if you him. also have, yeah, if you also have birthday wishes, send them our way, and we'll make sure they get to Gary, or post them on the Facebook page. But we'll get to yes. that in a sec because our email is craniacs at gmail That's C R A N E I A C S. We are at craniacs on Twitter. We have a Facebook uh, page. That's where we're going to see that John Cena. Uh, trailer amongst other things that don't make laurel look sad um uh and we are available on all sorts of podcasting media overcast stitcher spotify the other one the big one itunes that one (laughs) um so leave us a review uh, a good review uh, a great review the best review and if you are like well i really want to i don't have anything else going on in my life right now maybe i'll just leave a poor review of of craniacs no because laurel has an idea of what you could be doing to better for better use of your time yes um so people may remember that over the past since in 2019 i have recommended both the tv show fleabag and the tv show (laughs) schitt's creek i knew 
I knew when Fleabag won, I go, Laurel's going to say, like, I've been saying people should <laughs> watch Fleabag for a while now. very prescient and very seen at the Emmy Awards last week when Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who created and stars in Fleabag, won for writing Fleabag as Best Actress mm-hmm. in a Comedy, and then Fleabag won for Best Comedy Series. I It felt like Christmas Day. Like, all, like I, I shrieked every time it won. Um so my next recommendation for a TV show also was nominated for some Emmys this year. So it's not like I'm, you know, finding this show and bringing it to the forefront. But um, Secession on HBO mm. um, is a drama. It's kind of HBO's answer to Billions. I've never watched Billions. Um, but it is a show. It's unusual that I like this show because I like no one on it. No character is a good person. And, well, I guess one person's not terrible. That's it. Um and I watched the first season, binged it, didn't really think a whole lot of it, but then found myself, like, not being able to wait for the second season to come out. I don't know why I watched this show, but it's oddly gripping. It's about a very wealthy family who are media moguls. The father is in his 80s, and it basically deals... The overarching thing is Secession, who's going to take over is, the company. Is Brian Cox Brian in Cox these? is in Secession, yes. I know him from... He's in the Bourne movies, right? Like the Yes. Okay. He's only seventy three. Hmm. Oh, it's funny. He, he his character turns eighty in the. He's uh, the first premiere. He's the first Hannibal Lecter. Did you know that? Um, yes, I, I found that out very recently. That because I was watching Secession and I looked up things about Brian Cox, as mm-hmm. one does. Um, is this? Did this show start slow or not good? Because I feel like when it came out, I heard a lot of people being like, "It's okay," and then like this year it was like, "It's um," like every like yes, it turned around. Um, so I, it's hard to say because I binged it, so I can't say I really mm-hmm. delineate what the first few episodes were. Um, yes. I would say it starts out letting you know how terrible these people are from the very beginning. So, like, you – I don't know. You're kind of very turned off on them as, like, a family early on. But then you kind of, like, learn more about them. And more I've realized, like, how badly all everyone on that show needed therapy from a very early age. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, it's still it's still interesting. And one thing I, I was talking about this of all things in my Bible study, it made you realize how having an obscene amount of money does not mean you have no problems. If anything, right. you have like more problems. So I, I will say that as soon as you said billions, this is a shout out to one of our listeners. As soon as you said billions, uh, I thought of our our good listener Joe who has a podcast of his own, The Editing Bay, and does a Paul Giamatti of, uh, <laughs> As soon as you said billions, I heard, Paul Giamatti! Like, <laughs> Joe, that's my imitation of Paul Giamatti is my imitation of Joe doing an imitation. So, Joe, if you want to record that and drop that on the uh, Facebook group, that'd be great. Didn't he ask us <laughs> to be on his podcast? Here's the thing. Now that you've called me out, I don't re- can't remember quite if he asked us or I... I think once he said we should watch X, X-Men 3 because... Kelsey Grammer's it. Yes, it was something like that. And he was like, and I bet Laurel hasn't seen it. And I was like, I have yes, seen it. Yes, 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 yes. So, I've seen all well, three of those X-Men in the theater. Well, now that we're all in Texas, we can probably make this happen. So. Yeah, let's do Coming it. Coming soon to an episode of the Editing Bay. Yes, which we'll then cross-promote on ours. So all of our Absolutely. listeners learn about it. All yes. 15 of them. Oh, man. I, I, he might have three-digit listeners. Oh, man. <laughs> the pressure 
I know, man. Um, all right, so guys, uh, check out Secession. Check out all the every, check out everything Laurel has ever recommended, or you'll fall behind in pop culture. I, I just have to say, when I was watching the Emmys with my parents, they kept saying I've either never heard of the show or I've never seen the show, and I just felt like it was my entire viewing catalog winning awards. So I was a lot like that too. But I mean, you know, like I said, I've said it since day one, guys. Laurel is has her finger on the pulse, and. Uh, Listen to her, do what she says, and until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.